He is good all the time, and I trust you're experiencing that this summer. And uh, today, I wanted to start, it was, it was interesting, it's, I feel like it's come up a couple times, even in the things we've said already, and Mike prayed, give us ears to hear, but we're going to start a series today called I'm All Ears, and uh, we're going to launch a little bit off of uh, some things that Pastor Justin touched on last week, and hearing God's voice, and preparing yourself for breakthrough, and uh, I really wanted to do this series in advance of our meetings with Denny Kramer in September. How many of you have ever seen Denny before? So I've got like three quarters of the room. If you've not seen Denny, you don't want to miss those meetings. Please put them on your calendar right now. It's going to be an awesome time. He has an incredible prophetic gift to just speak what God is sharing to us and encourage people and propel people into their destiny. And so in advance of that, I want us to spend some time just stirring ourselves to be ready to hear the voice of God and to be actively drawing on, Lord, I have an expectation that you're going to speak in a tangible way every single day, and especially when, when we have a prophetic person come into the house, just to prepare ourselves for that. I, I think last week, uh, he even, Justin even mentioned it, that the ability to hear God's voice is what separates Christianity from the rest of the world. Come on, the Holy Spirit lives in us as Christians, and we have the ability to hear Him, and that sets us apart from the people that are just mindlessly going through life, wondering what's next, or thinking, oh, whatever happens is what happens. We have the ability to hear God's voice. So we've come a long way. If you can see the picture up there, there's the guy with the tin can, the string. How many of you ever did that when you were a kid? You had the telephone, and you, you put your friend on the other side of the fence or on the, up in the tree, and you were trying to hear what you could say. We've come a long way since the string in the can phone. But how many of you know there's still issues sometimes? How many of you have ever had a call get dropped while you're trying to talk to somebody? How frustrating is that? And, and I've had times where I'm still talking or, or Pam is still talking and I have no idea that the call has dropped and I'm just talking to the air. And, and I'll finally realize that you get a little frustrated and you call Pam back and, and, and I'll say, like, oh, Pam, I didn't hear anything after how you doing. And it's, you know, it's been five minutes that I was talking on the phone. That's, it's frustrating sometimes, but it still has issues, and we still get in the way of our reception. Uh, how many of you have ever yelled at the phone? Like, that's going to help the signal improve. How many of you remember the old commercials of Can You Hear Me Now? Those commercials were good because it was real. How many of you ever screamed Can You Hear Me Now into your cell phone? Like, like that's going to help the cell tower send a stronger signal out if I just talk a little louder. And so, can you hear me now? How about, or we're, we go outside and we're standing on the corner with our leaning out like this, trying to get a better signal. I got more bars. How about now? It's frustrating. And just like we get frustrated about that, we want to be able to communicate with each other and to hear clearly and to hear those things. And uh, I saw this picture of these kids. Go ahead and put that cartoon up there. Uh, he's got some styrofoam cups up to his, his ear and his, his mouth. He says, can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? He says, stupid wireless phones. Uh-huh, thank you. I, I need uh, the, the rim shot there for that one. And that's it's kind of what we feel like. We get so frustrated, we want to hear clearly. And it is vital as Christians, we want to hear God as clearly as possible. To know what He's saying to us, to let it propel us forward in life. And obviously, uh, as we go through this series, we're going to talk about a lot of different ways to hear God. Obviously, if, how many of you still carried your Bible to church this morning? How many of you have it on your phone? Whichever, whichever one, this is crucial to hearing God. 
God speaks a whole bunch of ways, okay? And we're going to cover some of those during this series and how to position ourselves to hear. But nothing that God ever says will violate what's in his book already. This, this is the guideline, the plumb line for everything that we hear from him. He will never do or say anything that violates his character as revealed in this book. So I, just, I feel like any series you do about hearing God and you talk about the different ways he speaks, it's important to say that up front. This is our rock and our foundation for all the rest of hearing God that we do. So just, I want to make that crystal clear. And then we're going to also talk about how he speaks in other ways, but it all comes down and can be weighed and judged against what's in here. Uh, So I wanted to start off today just by looking at why is it important that he still speaks to us today and what are some of the benefits to our lives? What do we get out of it? Because we could could just say, oh, well, that's nice. You're talking about hearing God. I guess, you know, that, that could be part of my Christianity or maybe. No, it's vital that we hear God because it produces some things in us. And so just to start off today, here's the first thing I want to tell you that is a benefit. What God's voice does for us, it gives us life. Everybody say life. Life. There is something about the quality of life that we have, the abundant life that Jesus promised to us, that in order to experience it, we have to have his voice as part of it. There is something that you will miss out on a vital part of life if you're not actively seeking to hear and understand what God says. And so there's a verse I wanted to look at when Jesus was uh, out in the desert being tempted. He was hungry. How many of you ever get hungry? Sure. And, and I'm, it's not quite time to make hunger jokes in the middle of the sermon. We got a little bit to go. But Jesus hadn't eaten for 40 days. And he was human. So he was hungry. Some of us, we, we get that experience. We would give in to this temptation after four hours, let alone 40 days. And the, and the devil comes to him and says, hey, you're so hungry. I know you are. If you're really the son of God, turn these stones into bread. And, and I'm thinking it's a good thing this wasn't me in the story because those stones would have been bread. They would have been bread with a big hamburger patty between them. I guess, like, turn these stones into whoppers or quarter pounders. Like, that would have been the temptation for me. Or I guess, if you're vegan, the devil would have appeared and said, turn these stones into hummus, and it will be awesome. (laughs) I got one amen, and I got an uh. (laughs) I, I just know that's a real temptation for people. And the way that Jesus responded to it was so cool. In Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4, he says, Jesus answered by quoting Deuteronomy. So he's actually telling the devil, hey, here is God's voice. Here is what he has said that can be a rock to me. He says, Jesus answered by quoting Deuteronomy, it takes more than bread to stay alive. It takes a steady stream of words from God's mouth. I, I love the way the message says that one. And you can, you can argue with me later. Message is a paraphrase, not a translation. But it's a steady stream of words from God's mouth that gives us life. He's saying just as important as natural food is, true life comes from being nourished by what God is continually saying to us. There's, there's something about that continual speaking of God that gives us life. We, we talked this morning, even this, the prayers about the prodigals and the things that were going on, we were talking about some of the people that have very publicly walked away from their faith this week. And part of the answer to people not walking away, to staying grounded, is to have those fresh encounters with Jesus 
to know that he's real. He's speaking to me. He's alive. He's involved in my life. It's, it's almost, it's easier to start doubting and to start walking away when you have something, oh, 40 years ago, I had this one-time experience that I can't even really remember now. I, I got moved for five minutes in a service, and I raised my hand. I went up for To stay in that vibrant relationship, we need to be connected and have ongoing flow of life coming from hearing his voice. And uh, Jesus was actually quoting something that Moses said. It says Jesus answered by quoting Deuteronomy. Uh, Moses was having this discussion with the Israelites and said, don't you remember what God has done for you? He brought you out of Egypt. Your clothes didn't wear out. Your feet didn't hurt. He gave you bread from heaven. So Moses is listing all of these things. And in the middle of that list of here are the things God has done for you, he hits on the key and says, but man doesn't live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from God. What was Moses selling, saying to them? He was telling them, you had all this provision in the desert, but the real key that helped you survive was hearing God's voice. Sometimes I think we get so caught up. How many of you have ever been through a desert experience? You know what I'm talking about. Hey, we have times in life that are just dry. It's hard. We're, we're having a hard time figuring out, oh God, what are you saying? What are you doing? I'm looking for direction in this place. It's, it's just dry right now. We all have those desert experiences we walk through. And sometimes I think we get so caught up in praying for the stuff. God, if I just had more provision... If you, would, if you would just give me a raise at work, or if you would just help with this relationship, or do the, we pray about the provision. What we really ought to be praying is, Lord, in the middle of the desert, thank you for your voice. Thank you that you still speak to me. Lord, I want it more, more than I'm going to pray for the stuff and the things that I think will lead me out of the desert. More than that, I'm going to say, Lord, I need to hear you. And then when we pray that prayer, we really need to listen for whatever He says to us. Sometimes, I don't know about you, but I've been in the middle of desert seasons where God speaks and my first response is, nah, that couldn't be you, God. <laughs> that, that, would, that would never work to get me out of this situation. Lord, you, I, I'm praying for more money and you're telling me to give something away. Like, like, that can't be your voice. But when we are in the middle of the desert, we need to pray, Lord, I want to hear whatever you say because it's going to nourish me in the middle of this place that's dry and lonely and hard. And it may be counterintuitive to what you think would work to get you out of the desert, but when he speaks, it's life to us. Maybe our prayer should be, speak to me, Lord. And whether our desert season is short or long, because how many of you know the Israelites, 40 years they walked around in the desert. I, I am so thankful that the desert seasons I've experienced in my walk with Jesus haven't been 40 years. They, they've been some ones that I felt like, when is this ever going to end? But it hasn't been 40 years. So, but whether it's short or long, we need to say, thank you, Lord, for your voice. No, no matter what's going on around me and how may, dry it may be, the real prize that I have is that you're my God and you speak to me. And that is a position we need to get in because his voice gives us life. Here's, here's another reason God's voice is so important and it's a benefit to us is His voice gives us direction. Everybody say direction. I, I don't know. I, I'm not a huge phone person, so the drop calls don't bother me as much as when I'm trying to drive somewhere and the GPS cuts out. Now that one really gets me because we're driving down the highway and 
my trusty co-navigator there. <laughs> Pam's helping me. She's like, oh, let me see your phone. I'll plug in the address. And it hangs up. And the GPS isn't working. And we're on the freeway. And I'm like, you need to tell me which lane to be in right now. <laughs> Maybe it's only me. Is it... Has anybody else had that experience? I, I don't know why. I, I come every week and my stories go back to being what an impatient driver I am. So I don't know, 20 years, God's still working on me about certain things. But that's a real experience we've had in our car. The GPS cuts out. I get more upset than when a phone call just drops. I'm like, you need to tell me where to turn right now. And sometimes we feel that way in our walk with God. It's like the GPS signal drops out all of a sudden. And I'm like, God, you you got to tell me right now, which decision do I need to make? Which lane do I need to be in? God, don't you know what's happening right here? And we get it more. Come on, how many of us get more upset sometimes with God than we do about the GPS dropping out? Like, Lord, don't you see the decision I need to make right now? Why aren't you telling me something? Man. (laughs) King David knew about needing God's voice. If you read through the Psalms, it's full of things where he's saying, Lord, I'm so thankful for your words. I'm so thankful for your voice. I I love to hear your commands and your precepts. And when you speak, it just fills me with joy. I, I don't know. I read David telling that to the Lord, and I try to picture myself doing that with Pam. I, I don't think I've ever sat down with Pam and said, Pam, I just love hearing you talk. I just, I just love when we have times together where you just, you just pour out your heart to me and you tell me what's going on in your day. Come on, any husbands doing that for their wives? Maybe we need to. Maybe that would be some validation and some love that we would be sharing to say, man, I, just, I, I carved out 15 whole minutes for us to just sit down with no interruptions. Good preaching. Good. <laughs> I got one amen in the house today. I got a good preaching from my wife right there. Come on, that's what David's attitude towards God was. How amazing would that be if we did it with our wives? Or I don't think wives have an issue doing that. If you, with your husbands, you'd love for that. But sometimes we need to have that same attitude towards the Lord. God, I've carved out this time just to listen to your voice. And I don't know, I don't know what your prayer time may be. Maybe you've carved out an hour or two hours or maybe ten minutes. I don't know. But just the value that that places on his voice. When we sit down and say, you know what? I've put all the distractions aside. Lord, it is me and you right now. And I, I desperately, I want to hear your voice because I love hearing you speak. And that's what King David did. And uh, one of the most famous verses that he did that is in uh, Psalm 119. He talks about God's word being a lamp to his feet and a light to his path. And here's that verse uh, in the Passion Translation. It says, truth's shining light guides me in my choices and decisions. I love that. It guides me in my choices and decisions. The revelation of your word makes my pathway clear. Come on, that verse is telling us God's voice gives us direction and brings clarity to our lives. And and some of us, you may be sitting there thinking, that verse is just, I'd love to see that verse working in my life. Like, I've been asking God for so long, and it's still not clear. Like, I've had this thing in front of him. I've prayed about it three times a day, and I don't know what he wants me to do. And I think part of the problem is we always get hung up on the what, and God is often way more interested in the how. What do I mean by that? We, we get hung up on the what. We want instant gratification. We want the answers now. God, what, what job should I take? 
you know, what, what should I do with this money we have set aside? This, where are we going to live? All these choices. We want to know the what? God, fill in that blank. Give me the answer right now. And God is way more interested in how we're walking through the situation and processing the decision. Come on, when we hear his voice, it may not be the concrete answer of, oh, you should quit tomorrow and find this new job over there. The voice of God that we hear when we're asking him for those decisions may be, hey, don't worry. I want you to have peace. I'm with you. Uh, you've got what it takes. Whatever we, we need in that moment to process and refine our character, that's often way more the content of what God speaks to us than the answer of, oh, this do X, Y, and Z, and this will work out for you. Has anybody else discovered that? Because we do. We get in this place of God, fill in this blank. Just tell me so I can get on with life. And he's way more interested about, hey, let me see what's going to refine your character in this situation. Let me see what's going to help you look more like Jesus. And sometimes I think once we get in a place where, God, I want to hear your voice, even when it's just telling me how I should walk through things, it's amazing when we start to make that shift and we let him work on our character, the blanks often get filled in. Have you ever, have you ever been walking with Jesus and all of a sudden you realize he's done something in your character and you look back at a situation or decision and it's all of a sudden it's like, you know, I know what the right thing is. I, I know what I ought to do in that situation. And it, it wasn't because God came and wrote on the wall with his finger or sent you a, a transcribed letter that said, here's the exact thing you should do. He worked in our character, and then all of a sudden the right answer appeared. Oh, I know what should happen there. And that's often we need, I think that's, it helps me. And I think it would help some of us if we realize, oh, the answers, the direction, the clarity I'm looking for isn't always the detail. It's my character and the how he wants me to process it. And when we do that, we find that we have direction. And I do think there are times when God will speak specifics to you. How many of you have had that experience with the Lord where you just knew like, oh, God confirmed this a couple times. He spoke by somebody and we just knew this was his voice. When you get that, if you get a specific, it's amazing what happens in your life. The worries go away. The, the weights fall off. You just know you are solid and no one can move you off of that because I know I've heard the voice of God. That is an amazing place to get to and talking about getting direction for your life and knowing what to do. I, I feel that some ways when I, when I look at our story about how we got to Bridgeville. I, I have prayed for the past two years. We've wrestled with, hey, what should it look like in the West End? What does ministry look like there? But there were so many moments of God breaking into our story and speaking so clearly and confirming things that the, the thing I do know is he moved us here. Like, we are supposed to be here no matter what the other ministry looks like. And so, like, in the midst of all those concerns and, and the weight of praying about, like, what should it look like to still minister in the city and have outreach and, and help people, in the midst of all that, I was solid and knew, okay, God, I heard your voice about here. Now I'm going to trust that you're speaking about what happens everywhere else that New Life has a footprint. And some of it was the how. Some of it was him working on our character in the middle of it and saying, hey, don't worry. I've got it covered. In an amazing, in an amazing turn of events that I see God's hand orchestrating, I met Pastor Justin, who you guys got a chance to hear his heart last week, and he shared the message with us. But it was in that place of saying, God, we're going to wait 
to hear your voice and let you refine what the rest of the picture needs to look like. But I know the things that you've spoken about and I can be confident and certain in those things. We need his voice because it gives us direction. Whether, whether you get a specific or not, or he just gives you a how moment to work on your character, we need to say, thank you, Lord, for your voice. Can we say that together? That's a good one to practice. Thank you, Lord, for your voice. Man, we need to value and prioritize it. So he gives us life when he speaks. He gives us direction. One other thing that is a real benefit to us, God's voice gives us power. God's voice gives us power. How many of you need some power in your life? Come on, there's, I, I know some of you, I know, I know me. Sometimes I, God speak to me, give me power just to get out of the bed this morning. There, there are very real things that go on in life that weigh us down and drag us down. And we need His voice because it gives us power in our lives. And I think one of the best psalms that I've read about God's voice and the power that brings to us is Psalm 29. And uh, interestingly, I found out uh, Psalm 29 was the psalm that the Jewish synagogues always read on the first day of the Feast of Pentecost. Which, what, what happened on Pentecost? The church received power from on high when God poured His Spirit out upon us. And so the very feast that they were celebrating and the power of God got poured out upon the church, they always read this psalm that refers to the power of the voice of God. It's only 11 verses. I wanted to look at the whole thing this morning. But Psalm 29, verse 1, it says this, Ascribe to the Lord, O mighty ones. He's talking to you this morning. If you're in this place, if you know Him, you are a mighty one. Look at your neighbor and say, you're a mighty one. Come on, we don't, we don't think of that sometimes in our, in our own lives and how we evaluate ourselves, but God looks at us and says, I've done something in you that's given you power and made you mighty. It says, ascribe to the Lord, O mighty ones. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due His name. Worship the Lord in the splendor of His holiness. And amazingly, right after this verse where David says, hey, we all need to worship. We're going to worship God now. We need to give Him what's due His name and His honor and His strength. Right after he says that, he begins to talk about God's voice. What an amazing leap he makes there. Worship God. Come on, we we think, oh, we're going to sing now. We're going to clap. And David's saying, we're going to worship God now. Let me tell you all about His voice and what it does when He speaks to us. In verse 3, it says, The voice of the Lord is over the waters. The God of glory thunders. The Lord thunders over the mighty waters. Uh, if you look throughout Scripture, the waters often refer to humanity and, and all of mankind that's alive. And the voice of the Lord is over the waters. He's always stirring things. Uh, the Hebrew word for thunder there, where it says the voice of the Lord thunders, is, is the Hebrew word ra'am. And it actually means to stir up or to agitate. And so God's sitting there speaking over humanity. And what's He wanting? He's wanting movement. He's wanting motion. He doesn't want us to stay where we are. He's speaking over humanity and thundering over us to say, I've given you power to get up out of where you are and to move into what I have for you. There is something about His voice that empowers us to do that. God is always interested in movement. He's always speaking. There is a longing and an unrest in people that don't know Him. Whether they've admitted it or not, whether they come to grips with it, how many of you can remember that far back before you were saved? 
Nobody in the room's raising their hand. Like three people. It was many years ago for some people in the room. But how many of you ever experienced that where when you didn't know Jesus, there was just an unrest? There was an uncertainty. Why am I here? What am I doing? Where is there any hope in life? That's because God's voice is speaking over the waters, all of humanity. And if they're unsaved, He's stirring something within them to say, come and know me. And if we are already saved, He's stirring something to say, know me better. Come come and, and take a walk to the next level. Stir, get yourself stirred out of where you are. God's, I think God is much more interested in rivers than ponds that are stagnant. So he continues to speak and to thunder over the waters. Verse 4 says, The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is majestic. The voice of the Lord breaks the cedars. The Lord breaks in pieces the cedars of Lebanon. Jesus was God's voice in the flesh. It says he was the word that was with God in the beginning and is God. And I think sometimes we get so caught up in what prayers should I pray and, and what am I asking for. How many of you know that sometimes the name of Jesus is the only word from the Lord that we need? We sang about it this morning. It's a powerful name. It's a beautiful name. It's a wonderful name. Sometimes we need to stop trying to figure out in our own strength what should I pray that would help this situation just begin to cry out, Jesus. I'm speaking the name of Jesus over this situation. I'm declaring your lordship. I'm declaring the power that comes and shakes things and stirs things. I'm declaring the name of Jesus. If, if you're in this place and you're thinking, oh, I needed a word from the Lord today, there's your word from the Lord today. The word is Jesus. And it is God in the flesh, His voice to us. And we need to begin to speak His name over our circumstances. Uh, the other thing in that verse, it says he, he breaks the cedars, the cedars of Lebanon. Uh, also in Scripture, people are likened to trees. In Psalm 1, it says we are all trees that are planted beside the waters. And so Jesus' voice, the voice of God, the voice of the Lord that's full of power, it even topples the mightiest cedars. The cedars of Lebanon were the tallest and the proudest trees in the region. And if you've ever been in a place of your life where you're walking in pride and thinking I'm above everybody else, the voice of the Lord has an amazing way of bringing humility into our lives. Whether we wanted it or not, the voice of the Lord can shake and break the tallest cedars of Lebanon. Uh, it goes on in verse 6. It says, He makes Lebanon skip like a calf, Syrian like a young wild ox. The voice of the Lord strikes with flashes of lightning. Uh, it says it skips like a calf, like a young wild ox. Syrian was another word for Mount Hebron or Mount Zion. And it says it skips like a calf. God's voice can release joy into our lives. How many of you know our strength comes from the joy of the Lord? There is something about the power we get that is coupled with His joy and His zeal in us. And it says His voice produces that in us. It can bring joy to us. Have you ever gotten excited or just happy when you know that you heard God's voice? At least four people. I, I have seen times where it was like I didn't even know it was going to come out. I didn't know what I was going to say. And God stirred something. He dropped something in my heart. And I spoke it. And you could just see something break on people. You, like, they start crying. Or the, there's just like an aha moment. That Wow, that's what I needed to hear from the Lord. That really blessed them. But do you know what it did for me? It filled me with joy. I got happy because it's like, well, thank you, Jesus. I heard your voice. It's just an amazing thing. When we know that we've heard Him, it produces joy in us and there's something that can't be taken away from you that you're just like, that was so cool that I heard your voice and I said it. I thank God. Like, 
if, if you're asking me for advice, like most of the time, you're just getting Chris advice. You're not getting anointed Pastor Chris wonderful advice like straight from heaven downloads. Most of the time, you're just getting Chris. But those moments when you get a word from the Lord, I, I, there's just something amazing that not only does it bless the person you spoke it to, but man, thank you, Lord, that you're alive and I hear your voice. And it stirs joy. It makes you leap like a calf. <laughs> oh, And then it says, the voice of the Lord strikes with flashes of lightning. How many of you know lightning flashes in an instant? It's, it's an amazing thing that when you get to see it or they capture it on a picture. But it happens like that. Sometimes we need to realize that the voice of the Lord can come change a circumstance just like that. As quick as lightning flashes and brings its power and blows things up and and strikes across the sky, God's voice can change our circumstance in that much of an instant. And that's why we need His power. Now, voice 8 goes on. It says, The voice of the Lord shakes the desert. The Lord shakes the desert of Kadesh. The voice of the Lord twists the oaks and strips the forest bare. And in His temple all cry glory. If you... Man, it's like a theme. In the desert... If you're in the desert, we need His voice more than ever. And I, I looked up what it meant, the word Kadesh there, where it says the Lord shakes the desert of Kadesh. And what was interesting to me is there was no consensus in all the study guides about what the word Kadesh meant. It depended on who you looked at. It, it either meant unclean, or it meant a sanctuary. It meant wandering around. Or one, one scholar said Kadesh actually was a name that represented holy. And I'm like, you can't get any more different in the definitions of a word than going all the way from unclean over to holy. And I thought, how many of our desert experiences are so different? Think about people that don't know Jesus, that are living far from Him. Their desert experience may be unclean. Man, I am just tormented and plagued by the devil. He's running roughshod over my life. I need a Savior. How many of us... As Christians, we walk through the desert and it's a refining process or God reveals His holiness or there's something that's developed in our character. It doesn't matter what it is, what type of desert you're going through, doesn't matter. His voice can come and shake it and can bring an answer and can bring something that changes. God's voice, when somebody that's wandering around in the desert of being unclean and unsaved, they hear God's voice and boom, something shakes and changes in them. They come to know Him. Man, talk about your desert getting shaken. No matter what type of desert experience we're going through, we need to say, Lord, I need your voice right here, right now. When we see what his voice produces, what the response to all of us should be, man, glory. God, you're awesome. I didn't know how that was going to work out, but your voice, you came through again. Glory to you. Verse 10 says, The Lord sits enthroned over the flood. The Lord is enthroned as king forever. The Lord gives strength to his people. The Lord blesses his people with peace. Uh, one more th- picture that's there prophetically. The, the flood often refers to or is a symbol in Scripture of man's rebellion. You can trace it all the way back to the, why did the flood of Noah happen? Because of man's rebellion and the wickedness that had covered the earth. And even in the midst of man's rebellion, God still sits enthroned. It doesn't change his authority and his power that he has. No matter our choices, whether they're lining up with him or whether they're sinful and rebellious, it doesn't change his power and his authority. He sits enthroned over the flood. And it says, The Lord gives strength to his people. The Lord blesses his people with peace. How does God give strength and bless his people with peace? 
He speaks to us. That's what David is saying in that psalm. His voice will produce those things in our lives. His voice has power and authority, and when he speaks, it flows into us. No matter what we're needing from him, that power, whatever we need to get through a circumstance, the strength that we need, we need to say, thank you, Lord, for your voice. Thank you that you speak to me. And those, those are just a couple of the benefits that come from hearing his voice. He gives us life. He gives us direction. He gives us power. So if those things are that important to us, we need them to survive. We need them to thrive in life. We need to ask ourselves, how do we hear? And that's, we're going to pick up and look at some different ways that we actually hear the voice of God next week, how we can position ourselves. But I just wanted to give you one thought as a teaser for next week. King David always inquired of the Lord. It says, it says when he was getting ready to go out to battle and he wanted to know, are we going to be successful or not? He would go inquire of the Lord. And in the day of the kings of Israel, you had to go to the temple and you had to see the priest. And the priest would tell you, here's what God is saying to you right now. And we'll, we'll talk about a couple of the ways that the priest did that because they're fascinating. But that was the, that was the routine. I got to go to the temple. I got to talk to the priest. And here are two scriptures that I just wanted to give you to end to say you don't have to do that anymore. We don't have to book plane tickets to Jerusalem and go to the temple and find somebody from the lineage of Levi or Aaron to say, what's God speaking to me? It says in 1 Corinthians 3.16, don't you know that you yourselves are God's temple and God's spirit lives in you? And in Revelation chapter 1, it says, He has made us a kingdom of priests for God his Father. You are the temple, and you are all priests. So the truth in that I see in that pair of verses there is God doesn't just speak. He speaks to you. We don't have to have somebody standing between us to go say, oh, what do you think God's saying to me? Now, don't get me wrong, it's good to be in relationship with other people so that you can say, this is what I think God is speaking to me. Does that sound like something he would say? Because we don't want to get off. That's why he puts us in the middle of community, in the middle of family. But the reality is each one of us has the ability to hear God for ourselves. That, I don't think we comprehend because we live on this side of the cross. We don't comprehend what that felt like to be living in a time and a season where the only time I would hear God's voice is when I went to the temple and inquired of the priest. What an amazing gift happened the moment He put His Spirit into us and said, you can hear me for yourselves. And so that, the action item that I have for us this week is a very simple one. I want us to cultivate gratitude for God's voice. Just like we said all together this morning, thank you God for your voice. Thank you that you speak to me. Because in the kingdom, one of the things that happens, if you want more of something, one quick way to get more of something in your life is to be grateful for what you have of it already. Sometimes I think, I'm, this is not a series on money, but I'm thinking about that with our money. Sometimes we, we complain about the money we have and then ask for more of it. And God's like, why would I give you more? You complain about the amount you have already. What if we actually cultivated gratitude for the things that he's placed in our lives? And he said, wow, I love my kids so much. That makes them happy. They're excited and thankful when they pour that out in their lives. I'm going to give them more of it. 
And so when we're seeking to hear God's voice and we know it produces all these benefits in our lives, one of the things I want us to be intentional about this week is cultivating gratitude for His voice. Just, just take some time this week. Thank you, Lord, that you speak. Maybe, I don't know if you keep a journal, you write things down, or you just remember things. Take some time this week to go back and look at the times when you know that God spoke to you. Just rehearse those things and say, Lord, I'm so grateful for this time that you spoke in our lives and, and what it produced and the breakthrough that we got or the direction we got, the life that it gave to us, the joy that it brought. Just take some time this week and say, Lord, your voice is incredible. Your voice is awesome. Thank you so much that you speak. And the more we cultivate that attitude of gratitude for his voice in our lives, the more of his voice we will hear. How many of us can do that this week? It's a, simple, it's a simple action I am this week to just take some time with God and thank Him for His voice. Let's go ahead and stand together. We'll pray before we go out of this place. If you're here this morning and you don't know what it sounds like to hear God's voice, maybe you've never even started a relationship with Him. You've, you've never asked Jesus to come be your Lord and Savior. You can actually hear His voice. This would be a great day to start that relationship. If you've never done it before, I'd invite you to come up as soon as we pray and dismiss. There'll be some people that can pray with you and introduce you to Jesus, and it'll take your world to a whole new level to hear His voice. Let's pray together this morning. Father, we thank You that You are alive, that You speak to us, that You fill our hearts with your voice in such a way that it produces life. It produces joy in us. It gives us peace. It gives us power to go and to do the things you've asked us to do. Lord, even as we have that as an action item for this week, we're going to start right now and just say, Lord, we're thankful for your voice. Thank you so much for the times you've spoken to us, the times you've given us direction, the times you've reminded us that we weren't alone. God, continue to be present and speak in our lives. Lord, help us to be good listeners, to have ears to hear what you're saying and to treasure it, to value the words that you speak in your voice. God, I ask that you would bless us indeed, even as we go from this place today. I thank you that gathering in, in a room together on a Sunday morning for an hour is not the only time that you speak in our lives. God, I thank you that the day-to-day -day moments that we have in our week, we can still hear you speaking to us. God, we say that we love you, we honor you, we ask that those words that you've spoken to us would produce such life in us that it flows to the people around us, that our lives would be testimonies of what it looks like to have a vibrant and active living relationship with you. Lord, let your goodness, let your mercy follow after us. Let our lives reflect you to the world. We just say that we love you, we honor you, and we give you glory now. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you guys. Thanks for being here this morning. If